Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thanks for joining me today. If you listened yesterday, you know that I have my new executive pastor at Cloverdale Church of God, Pastor Alan Cheney, in studio with me this week. Uh, this Today is the last day, actually. But Alan, thanks for joining me again today. Oh, it's great to be here, Tom. They listened yesterday. They got to know a little bit about your life and about you and Susie and, and what you're about. And and today I wanted to talk a little bit about the ascension and about what happened after that because we just went through Easter. You know, great Easter time where people uh, really think a lot about the resurrection and hopefully people respond to God's forgiveness and God's love and they Amen. give their life to Christ. Amen. I don't know if you remember years ago, we used to, at Easter, we'd have them We'd have questions, and they'd fill out if they've accepted Christ. And sometimes we'd have 20 to 30 people on Easter Sunday that would say, we accepted Christ this day. And, yes. And this kind of thing. It's, it's, a, it's a big day for people. But let me start by having a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you that Pastor Allen's with me, and I'm certainly glad he's here in Boise. And God, I pray you would provide a job for his wife, Lord, that you'd open up the perfect math teaching job for her. And God, that you would just uh, lead us as we talk about the great future of the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Acts chapter 1, Jesus now, he died and he resurrected. And of course, he met with the disciples and he met with Mary and then Mary uh, Magdalene and a couple other disciples and then over 500 people. And now we come to Acts. I'm going to just read you a little bit of Acts and we're going to start talking. In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving the instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one of those occasions, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of the... Father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now we had the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he told him to wait. Don't scatter yet. Don't get going yet. Wait so that we can uh, meet together and the Holy Spirit will come and be upon you and change your life, which we know will happen, which we'll read about in a moment. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They were all concerned about that all the time. That's when he even came in on Palm Sunday. They, a lot of them thought that this was going to happen, and, but that, no. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates. Now, folks, listen to this, because you hear all these people during pandemic talking about this and predicting. Listen to this. It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth all over. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky and he, where he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go to heaven. So, Alan, they saw him go to heaven. They saw him ascend mm -hmm. to heaven. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the angels were saying, he's going to come back in the same way. We'll see him coming back as they saw him ascend. Right, right. You know, so that uh, he is coming back again, and it's going to be a it's going to be an incredible day. And so now we get into the book of Acts, and we get into 
the time of the, the Holy Spirit, he said to wait for the Holy Spirit. Let me just read this real quick. I know there's a lot of reading today, but it's important. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now remember, it wasn't on their own. It was as the Spirit enabled them. The Spirit provided for them. That's what Jesus told them they were waiting for. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own language? Perithians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visited from Rome, both Jews and converts of Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of different people represented there. Yeah. I mean, a whole bunch. So this is representation kind of of the world at that time. Right. And amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. You know, all of a sudden, and, and that makes sense. When you're around somebody and all of a sudden they start babbling, start saying things, you don't have any idea what they're talking about. You think, what are you, drunk? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they were thinking. But no, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So then Peter, I'm going to keep reading here. Peter addressed a crowd. He stood in front of the eleven. He raised his voice and addressed a crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, no, this, that is what was spoken from the prophet Joel. In the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your young, your old men will dream dreams. You know, I think what's great about the New Testament and great about the Bible is that it was predicted mm-hmm. that these things were going to happen. You're mm-hmm. going to see visions. You're going to have mm-hmm. these things. The, Holy, the Spirit's going to come upon you. Right. I don't think we think about that a lot. Do you? Mm-hmm. No. No, I don't think we uh, fully appreciate the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. I mean, the very presence of God, his Spirit, he, he gave to the church. He gave to followers of Jesus. And, um, man, we need to do everything we can to live in the power of that Spirit every single day. Yeah, every day. And he gives us power to be bold, yep. to share things, to have the courage to stand up when we need to stand up. Mm-hmm. He said that he'd be with us always. So then you see in the book of Acts the whole movement of the Holy Spirit, the whole the how it took over the church. In fact, uh, you get down to let's I'm gonna move down to chapter two, uh, verse uh thirty six. He said, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Well, listen to this. They were cut to the heart. You know why they were cut to the heart? They were cut to the heart because the Holy Spirit had come upon them. They were speaking through the Spirit of God. You know, and we that's why it's important, and you know as a pastor, that we pray up the church, pray up our messages, pray up the times we have together, Mm -hmm. because we want the Holy Spirit to be present in our services. Yeah, well, and we have to remember that that we don't save anybody. Right. God uses us as his servants to plant seeds, to water seeds, um, but it is the Spirit 
uh, that, that makes that grow. Um, that is the salvation, you know, through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and we celebrated uh, this last Easter. Oh, man, it, it's just huge. And then, and so what, he said, brothers, what shall we do? They're asking Peter, what, you know, what shall we do now? We, we feel this. We sense this. We want to respond to it. What should we do? And so Peter responds this way in verse 38. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, by the way, which is us, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Well, listen to this for a second. He says, repent. Let's repent. Turn away. Turn away from your sin. Change directions. Change directions. Yeah, get going the right direction. Right. Ask God to forgive you. And then he says, be baptized. Yeah. So it really is pretty instructive about being baptized. Repent mm-hmm. and be baptized. Mm-hmm. Some people think, well, it's not that important. It is important mm-hmm. because he tells us to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And he says, for the forgiveness of your sins. It's representing being your go under the water. The word baptismal means dip under mm-hmm. the water. And you come up, you're a new person. And the church sees that. We just had six a week ago, uh, baptisms, or two weeks ago, that people realized that they needed Jesus, and they were baptized. And then it says, this: a lot of people don't get this, and he said, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Repent and be baptized, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Some people start putting a lot of things on how they receive the Holy Spirit. Right. The Bible says repent and be baptized. Right. You'll receive the Holy Spirit. Then they learn more about what that means. And so these people, they got excited about it. And there was and and it says with many other words, he uh, Peter warned them, he pleaded with them, save yourselves from the corrupt generation. Yeah. Boy, would we need that today, Alan? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I mean, Sounds are we going downhill hundred miles an hour? I mean could have been written for our generation. It right. Been, right. And, and, it, and it needs to be. And the and, fact is, it, it is. Yeah. It is and, written for our generation. And we need to respond to that. And we need to teach people to respond to that because we have given in. I think you even said that in our staff meeting today. We have just given in to the world plays. We need people to teach God's truth yes. and stop candy-coating God's truth. You don't hear people talk much anymore about sin, about immorality, about drunkenness, about uh, you know, selfishness. And I mean, we just, we just kind of, we want to candy coat things. We don't want anybody to have their feelings hurt. Yeah. When the truth of the matter, the word of God is very straightforward. Oh, you're just being too legalistic. No, we're being very biblical. Yeah. And that's what we want to be is biblical, follow God's patterns. Yeah. Well, I think the most loving thing that you can do for someone is to tell them the truth, right? Yeah. If we don't let them know the truth, of, of the intent that God has for our lives to be saved through Jesus Christ and be a part of his kingdom and that we have a role in a ministry uh, today until the Lord calls us home. I mean, that's what life's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes that means we have to confront the untruths in our society around us. We're no different than other cultures. No. All cultures had uh, untruths that just permeated society. And we live in a day where a lot of the cultural and societal norms are you know infiltrating the church, um, and we've got to be careful. We got to make sure that we're standing up for the truth of God's word, and the truth will set you free. I, I only got a few seconds uh, left, but Acts chapter two forty two through forty seven, he goes on and tells them, "Devote yourself to the apostle teaching, the fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer." 
And you know what? And they then all of a sudden, great things happen. They saw signs and wonders. They saw people come to the Lord, 5,000 at a time, and then yeah. it just multiplied. And now here it is today. Yep. We're here today We're because part of, of that. that. Yep. Alan, thanks for joining me today. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Tom. It's a very fast day, folks. And Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.